before we begin the 66th Bitochem podcast, I'd just like to mention, first of all, thank you to those who've already helped out. I mentioned in the, in the Parsha podcast that uh, this camera that I'm using here, we had a difficulty with the camera, it had to be fixed, about a $600 fix, a few other things. This camera, Baruch Hashem, is a high-quality camera, which we use for the Bitochem podcast, for the Parsha podcast, and... Uh, We've already had about $370 worth of donations. I'd like to encourage you to go, go on over to artgoldbag.com and hit the donate button, which is on the left side of the screen, and help out. Your donation is going to mean that we can continue with these podcasts and inspire many, many Jews. Now, on to number 66. Here we go. You're listening to the 66th edition of the Bitochen Podcast. We're going to continue in some ideas from the Gra. Sha'alu l'Rabbeinu Hagra, Echi Yehabitachem Hashem. They asked our teacher, the Gra, Hagoyin Rabbeinu Eliyahu Mivilna. They asked him, "What is the proper approach to bitachem? What does bitachem look like?" Omar, he said like this: "Kvar Peirash Lano Davar Hamelach Halavashalom." King David of blessed memory explained this idea to us already. If not for the fact, I wouldn't be able to make it, so to speak, if not for the fact that I had equanimity. Shivisi means means that everything I, I receive equally. I was quiet. Nafshi, my soul was quiet. And here he's referring to the nefesh, the soul of the human being. My soul, right, and we're speaking here about, again, the animal soul. So, my soul was like a child who was nursing from its mother. Child nursing from its mother is, is as content as can be. All of its needs are taken care of. Perush. What does it mean? What does King David mean when he says this idea, when he says that my nefesh, my animal soul, is like a child nursing? When a baby, it has nursed all that it needs, it feels full. That child, that baby, does not think about What's going to be, where is my next food going to come from? The baby just feels satisfied, right? The consciousness of a child is not sophisticated enough to think about where's the next meal going to come from. It feels satisfied, it feels happy, it feels full. And there's no thought about the next meal. What's going to be when I get hungry? That, that thought doesn't come across the mind of a baby. Like this baby... Gamul means a baby who's completed nursing. That's how my soul is. That I do not worry at all about what's going to be tomorrow. King David also refers to himself as one who has trust, one who has faith, one who has bitachen. Just as he had when he was suckling from his mother when he was a baby. So it's a very powerful thing. It's possible for a human being... It's difficult, of course. That's why we're talking about this. It's possible for a human being to be in a state where I sense if I have what I need right now, right? Because that's what a baby senses. I have what I need right now. 
I don't have to worry about any needs I might have tomorrow. Right now, in this moment, I'm good. Hashem is taking care of me. He's taking care of me. My stomach is full. I just finished eating my dinner. It's a good moment to reflect and think about the fact that I have everything that I need. So, the Sefer B'tach Hashem brings another piece from the Gura. He says like this, Kishahadam katan it's very interesting that when a person is young, so that person trusts in Hashem much more. Right? When we're children, when we're a baby, we just mentioned a baby. But even when we're young, we have much more bitachin. And it's easier to have bitachin for a child because the child has all of its needs taken care of. But naturally, the child knows that they can trust in God. The Gras says an amazing thing, an important thing, that because of the fact that a child has this incredible faith in Hashem, Hashem gives him more hashkacha pratis. The experience of the child reinforces itself. God provides that child with more divine providence. So, naturally we were born in a state of that Hashem is all that there is, and all of my needs are taken care of. But as we get older, the human being starts to rely on himself and says, hey, the child, uh, you know, wants to buy some candy. So they, instead of asking their parents for some money, so they go to school, they, they sell something, they have a few bucks, make a few pennies, they can buy some candy for themselves. Oh, wow, they see the power. I can get my own needs. Now, because of that, the divine assistance is diminished from that person because... I feel like I can get it myself. The moment I feel like I can get it myself, Hashem says, gives them to hate. Get it yourself. Gemara can be Israel. In a similar way, on a national level, the Jewish people also experience this. Before they got to the they got to the splitting of the sea, before they got to Yamsuf, so they were afraid of the Egyptians and they had a tremendous amount of faith in God. But as they progressed in their, perhaps we could say, independence, in their, in the, throughout their time in the Midbar, in the wilderness, or as they got into Eretz Yisrael, into the land of Israel, they became to become self. They began to become self-reliant. Self-reliant meant that they didn't have the same level of Ashkocha Pratis, of divine providence helping them. So this is the same principle that we said before. The Gros says again in another place. He says that that's why if we look inside of the Mishkan, so they were Kruvim on, side, on top of the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, the, the, the Arn Habris, which had inside of it the original Torah scroll that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, had inside of it the Luchais, the tablets that he brought down, the broken ones, the fixed ones, the new ones, the second ones. On top of that box, so there were two angels and they faced each other and they were embracing and they, repre- they represented the fact that through the Torah, of course, we have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch, with God. But what was, the, what was the look of those angels? Each of them looked like, the, the word is kruv, a cherub. The word kruv in Hebrew or in Aramaic means keravia, which means like a child. They had a childlike appearance. That's why 
when you think of angels, you might think of, uh, you know, babies with wings. It comes from the description of Chazal, from our sages. And the idea is that the relationship that we are to have, ideally, when it comes to our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch with God, our relationship with the Torah, is one of child, childlike innocence. It's one of, that, like we said, a child, a baby, its natural way of being is that it has complete faith. It doesn't have any doubts that it's going to get what it needs. So our relationship with Hashem needs to be in the same vein, especially when it comes to those who learn the Torah, those who their main focus is Torah. We need to know that our needs are going to be provided for. And to the degree, and this is the additional point here in this second section, to the degree that we have that faith, just like a child has extra hashkacha pratis, has extra divine providence, so too we will have that extra hashkacha because we have that pitachon, when we have that childlike, that innocence, that trust in Hashem. Kishemei brings to another place, the Gros says the same idea, when a person takes away, he removes his faith in Hashem, Hashem responds, right? Like we saw in the Madrigas Adam. God is your shadow. God is the one who, you know, depending on how we move, we can see the shadow. God responds to us the way that we interact with Him. We put our faith completely in Hashem. He, blesses the one who trusts in Hashem. The result of our trust, our faith, creates a situation. That's how Hashem set up the, the, the world. When we trust in Hashem, Hashem responds in kind, provides us with what we need. Now, last time we talked about the word chayse versus boteach. What is, what is a boteach? A boteach is somebody, we said last time, who trusts in Hashem because God made a promise. God promised Abraham he's going to make him rich. So he trusted him. There's another word which is chisayin, chayse, which means to trust in Hashem, even though we didn't receive an explicit promise. But we do have the ability to trust in Him and Hashem will indeed, if we trust in Him, He will respond in kind, as we said. But let's see, there's another Pasuk here, it's a Pasuk in Nachum. Nachum Anavi, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, God is good to those who see Him as their power in a day of challenge, in a day of difficulty. And he knows the ones who trust in him. And again, it uses the word here, which means those who trust in him without a promise. Now, the, the Gra brings this to a step further, another level. What is the difference between trusting in Hashem because he's my power, believing that he, you know, I can, I can rely on him because he's my power, versus trusting in him, when a person trusts in Hashem, that Hashem is his ma'oiz. So a ma'oiz means that I trust in Him because I believe that I have the power in a certain sense. Why do I think that I have the power? Not for a bad reason, but because I've done something good. Or because my, my parents did something good, or my grandparents. The merit of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, the forefathers. There are many reasons why I might have a merit, which indeed I can depend on Hashem because of that. Okay, so that's one type of trust. I trust in Hashem because I've done something right, or my father, or my grandfather, or my great great grandparents have done something right. But what does it mean? 
like we saw before, that it's somebody who doesn't have any promise, right? So not only is the promise, when we're talking about a promise, it doesn't have to be something direct. It could even be, we're talking about a promise, that's because I've done something right, right? That's one kind. But a chayseb, by someone who has trust in Hashem, he's doing it without any promises, without any reason. I don't deserve it, Hashem. I'm coming to God and saying, Lo magiali. I don't deserve help. I don't deserve that my will should be that your, you know, that your will should be to, to do something that I wish. This person that we're talking about here, he trusts in Hashem just because Hashem could do anything, not because I deserve it, not because I have some merit for it. So now, what's the difference between these two people? The, Nach, the, the prophet, Nachum tells us, when it comes to somebody who's trusting Hashem because I have the power, I've done something right, or because I have a grandparent or great-grandparent who's done something right. So there it says, God is good to the person who has faith in Him, because of the power of some merit he has, either himself or his grandparents. So that person is saved, indeed is saved, on a day of difficulty. Says the Gra even more. You get saved from the problem, and the problem itself is a source for you to have a spiritual uplift. Your salvation actually comes through the problem itself. Very interesting, right? So it starts off with a challenge, with a difficulty, and the result is a double serenity. The end result is that I see that the challenge and the difficulty and the problem were actually the source of the good situation I find myself in afterwards. That's called a ma'oiz. That's called I trust in Hashem because of some schos, some, some merit I have. What does the Pasuk say? What does the verse say? Because it's somebody who trusts in Hashem without depending on some merit of their own. Without some merit of their grandparents. Just pure trust. For no reason. I trust in Hashem because He's awesome. Because He's His great name. Shemaya Gadol, He said. So this person It's just a grand amazing thing. If I'm on a level that I can trust in Hashem without thinking that I have some merit, etc., then I don't have to go through a problem. I don't have to experience a challenge in order to get the double good that's on the other side. Of course, that's an incredible level. That's something that Alavai, we should have. We should be on that level. But the Gaurav is saying there's an even deeper level, which is that I don't have to undergo any difficulties. I don't have to experience anything negative. Hashem will provide for me, protect me. No problem will come. That's why, in regards to the one who's chayse in Hashem, the one who trusts in Hashem with this lashon of chisayan, which means unconditional trust. I trust in Him not because of some promise, not because of some merit. I just trust in Him because He's He can do anything. He can do anything. That kind of trust. Doesn't, the Pasuk doesn't say anything about a Yom Tzara, a day of oppression. It just says, God knows, God knows the person 
who is chayseh boim. What does the word knows? It doesn't explain in here. But the word yodeya, the word das, always has to do with a deep experiential relationship. Pasuk says that Adam and Chava knew each other. That's the way the Torah describes coming together to create a child. A deep bond, an experiential bond. That's what yodeya means. And here too, the Torah says, the Pasuk is saying an amazing thing. It's saying that when I am chayseh boim, I put all of my faith in God. You know, I don't, I don't have a reason to. I don't have a merit for it. Even though I might have, but I'm saying I don't want to trust you because of that. I just want to trust you because without a reason. Yeah? That person has an experience of HaKadosh Baruch has an experience of God which is Yodeya. God knows that person. There's no challenge, there's no difficulty. You're just living in God's light, you're just living in that space with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, we'll read one more small piece over here. V'tzadik Pasuk says that the righteous one lives with his faith. Famous verse, it's in Chavakuk, chapter 2, verse 4, Ratzel Leimar. Says the girl, what does this mean? Tzadik humisha hitztik nafsha b'mindus ha'istapkus. So this is another point which is very important. Essential to understanding Bitochen. Right? Bitochen doesn't just mean, as we, we have spoken about, of course, it does mean uh, asking God for all of our needs, trusting that we'll get all of, all of our needs. But another aspect, says the Gra, is He stopped which means sensing I have enough. I don't need more than I have. Right? Believing the Bitochen can also mean that I believe that what I have is exactly what I'm supposed to have. I don't need any more. Right? That's called Histapkus. Hippochachemda, which is the opposite of desire. We live in a world which is a consumer world. They want us to want, to want, to want more. They want another car, want a bigger house, want a nicer kitchen, want a, you know, want it all. A better vacation, another vacation. But that's not in consonance with the spiritual life, with the life of Bitochen. What's a tzaddik? Pasuk says in Mishlei, King Solomon tells us, the tzaddik eats to his, to his satisfaction. That means that he has what he needs, and he, needs, he doesn't need more than he has. He, that's what a tzaddik is. Emunah means tzaddik. Yeah, the tzaddik is somebody who has his tzaddik because he is happy with what he has. And the tzaddik lives with his emunah, with his bitachin, with his faith. Says the Gra. That a person who is a true Balbitachan, who has true faith in Hashem, so he's the opposite of a Baltaiva. A Baltaiva is somebody who has more and more desires. It's never enough for him. Usually, Mona writes to Messiah, he has a hundred, he wants two hundred. He has this type, he wants more. It's never enough. There's always, it's, it's that fleeting feeling that it's never enough. But the Sadik, who's the Balamuna, who's the Balbitachan, the, the righteous individual who has the ability to have faith, and to have his stopkus to recognize that he has all that he needs. That's the opposite of a baltaiva. That's the opposite of somebody who's full of desires. And so the concept of bitachin and the concept of having his stopkus, as we've seen previously, is, and as Rabbeinu Yonah says, this, this concept, bitachin, his stopkus, this is the highest level. This is the spitz, as we say. It's, this is where we're going for. This is, where we're, this is what we're aiming for. This is what our goal should be. 
to reach a place where indeed we have that feeling that we have everything that we need. We don't need more than we have. We have exactly what we need. When we have that feeling, so then we're climbing up. That's, that's what Bitachan looks like. We're in that space of Bitachan. We discussed it previously. It's not a contradiction to having Bitachan when you get something that I would like. But really, the, the, the funnel, I would say the funnel that we're trying to funnel ourselves into to reach that place of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that where Hashem is Yoidea Choiseboi, Hashem knows the ones who trust in Him. That's the place of that feeling and that sense that I have everything that I need. And, and if you think about it, you know, God, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Himself, God Himself, as it were, is perfect. He doesn't have any needs. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need anything from us. He's perfect. He has all of His needs. And in spiritual terms, when we make ourselves more like God, to the degree that we become more like Him, we are closer to Him. That's what it means to know Hashem. It means to make ourselves more and more like Him. So to the degree that we incorporate in ourselves the midah of Histapkus and Bitochen, of satisfaction, joy in what we have. So we are developing our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch We are knowing Hashem all the more intimately. Thank you so much for listening. See you again next time.